You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, April 14th. As always, I am your host with occasionally, sometimes, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my more baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Fires on Base, or more recently, Off the Bench Baseball, or maybe my more pop culture entertainment slant sort of things at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blade Disgusting, and many more, and hopefully many more to come. Of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, but please, only if you feel so inclined, hit me up on either of those two accounts and I'll try my best to get back to you and interact with you guys and maybe even answer your questions and comments right here on the show. And boy, is it a fun show today, guys. Uh, We're starting off and we're going to recap last night's obscenely bad uh, game by the Padres against the Pirates. And then on the brighter side of things, we're going to get the bad out of the way first. And on the brighter side of things, I'm talking to Hannah Kaiser of Yahoo Sports about the Padres bandwagon in general, how we'd been playing to talk for a while and then the Tatis injury happens, but then the Joe Busgrove no-hitter happens. And just talking about them as a team in general and interesting narratives and what she thinks. Uh, it'll be the first of two parts that I'll be talking with Hannah. And the next part is going to be also very fun. So yeah, guys. Cool things are happening, but let's get into the not cool things. Uh, the Padres lost last night's game by a score of 8-4 to four against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And let me tell you, this game was just weird. Um, I really wish that I, we could just all just pretend this game never happened. Because, look, here there was a tweet yesterday by Jason Mackey who basically said, We've played three innings here. They've taken exactly 100 minutes, and the Pirates lead 6-3. In the span of those 18 glorious outs, we've seen an error by each team, a wild pitch by each team, a hit batter by each team, a pass ball by the Padres, seven walks, and five mound visits. Yeah, and those were the first, only the first three innings. Also featured in this game, seven total guys were hit in the game today. Yes, the magnificent seven guys were hit. Um, the Padres left 15 runners on base. Despite drawing two walks from Grisham, two walks Manny Machado, Hosmer walks twice, Will Myers gets a walk, Jorge Mateo gets a walk, Jorge Mateo gets plunked twice in this game. What did he ever do to anybody? I'm not I'm not suggesting, by the way, that there was any intent uh, on that or whatever, like any intentional uh, by the Pirates. I really don't think there was, but uh, Luis Campizano draws a walk, and the Pirates just couldn't bring anybody home, and Tommy Pham. Just one of the big losers of tonight, grounding out on two consecutive times when the bases were loaded for him to finally have his moment. He does not do anything. He does not come through. He still has not have his. He has not had his moment uh, for the season so far. Not even close to it. He's batting 128 on the season, uh, still walking a decent amount. His eye at the plate looks good, but every single time he makes a cut on the ball, it's just a grounder or not hit very hard. So Tommy Pham. Not making me look good. I still have faith, obviously, but not making me go uh, look good in the early going. But also, Jerks and Profar, perhaps the game, the moment in the game that sums it up the best in terms of the offense was when he grounded into a double play at the top of the eighth, slamming his helmet afterwards. It was just one of those games. 
it was one of those games where the Padres cannot bring anybody in, and they have not been awesome at dr- bringing guys in from scoring position uh, this season. They haven't been great at that. Now, don't get me wrong. Their offense has still been solid, but that's definitely been they haven't been executing fully. And, yes, Tommy Pham tonight does not help for that, and Jerickson Profar and all of these guys. And I mentioned... Um, what's his face? Will Myers earlier that he drew a walk. Uh, Will Myers exited the game today with an injury. That's right. As if it couldn't get any worse. Will Myers, the baseball guy who I was praising on yesterday's episode for having a great game and having a really great start to the season. It's almost like I jinxed the guy. So I apologize for that, guys. Uh, he left, and this was I'm saying this now. Kevin Ac is reporting that Will Myers left tonight's game with inflammation in his right knee. Same issue as in spring training. Has been playing through it for a while. Okay, so the whole playing through it for a while part, maybe that means that's nothing too big of a deal. It's just kind of one of those injuries. Maybe he'll be out for tomorrow's game when we have Joe Musgrove on the mound. But, yeah, just a a really bad game. And like I said, a lot of errors, just a lot of weird throws. And also on the Pirates' side, too. Now, of course, they ended up executing uh, a decent amount as they won this game and scored eight runs. But still, I think the story was this game was just the Padres getting guys on base and consistently just failing to bring them in. It was ridiculous. Um, The only positive side from the Padres last night, and I haven't even talked about Blake Snell yet. We'll get to him in just a second. The only positive side was Trent Grisham homering in his first uh, plate appearance of the game, first at-bat of the game, um, which was cool. You know, that inning made it look like we were in for a good night as Jerks and Profar drew a walk and then with the bases loaded, which forced a run in, which was great. But yeah, just really not great uh, game for the Padres. Yes, I love how Grisham has just been awesome so far. That makes my old prediction, bold prediction about him being a, a top 10 MVP candidate potentially. That looks a little bit good for me, but my video yesterday, all this back I was talking, does not age uh, all that well. And yeah, let's just talk about Blake Snell really quickly uh, because he was out really quickly. He only goes two-thirds of one inning, giving up three runs on three hits, two walks, one strikeout. Uh, Really bad. 38 pitches. He looked all over the place. I mean, like I said, there was a lot of people hit by pitches this game, and this is no exception. And he looked frustrated, actually, when he got pulled. I don't know if it was because he got pulled or if just something was off. Something was clearly off. I'm not freaking out about Blake Snell. He looked good in his two previous starts, but it is also true that he's going to have these games where he only maybe goes four innings. I mean, so far this year, he's only gone four and two-thirds innings, five innings, and now two-thirds of an inning. And while he'd been effective in the last two starts against San Fran and Arizona, I said before the preseason he is a borderline like ace quality pitcher, but one of his uh, deficiencies is that he's not the most efficient pitcher in the world. He actually, among like qualified starters, his average pitchers per batter is among some of the highest in the league, and tonight's game was one of those examples. I do think, though, that they took him out a bit early. Like, honestly, I really thought that it was like, I know that he's having a bad inning, but are we sure we want to take him out already? Not even give him the chance to at least get through this? Uh, even if it wasn't looking good, I hope it's no injury-related thing. But he was upset, and the Padres team was very upset. And Nabil Krismat enters the game, basically. He does the big heavy lifting. He goes five innings, giving up three runs on eight hits. Uh, three earned runs, I should say. Uh, four total runs, but three earned Striking out five, uh, people might like get mad at Chris Matt. I thought he was fine. I mean, he's a middle le- inning reliever. What else can you expect? He had to li- do the heavy lifting for most of this game. You know, I mean, what what else was were we supposed to do? You know, with Chris Matt. And I wonder how this affects potentially for Friday because we still don't really know who the starting pitcher is going to be for Friday's game because of the injury to Adrian Morejon. And now with Chris Matt now being out of the equation, a Ryan Weathers, Craig Stammen combination might be what we're looking at here, even though Stammen did make an appearance in this game. Uh, he only threw two pitches, which is good if they have to use him for Friday's game. We'll see how that pans out, but 
yeah, guys, I really do think this is one of those games you try and just forget. It was wacky. It was ridiculous. If you're a Pirates fan, you were probably having fun at the absurdity of it, but ugly baseball on both sides, but mostly the Padres, who should be a lot better, and I would not have guessed that Blake Snell's worst game would come against the Pirates like this. I thought it was really disastrous for him. Hopefully he can bounce back when we go up against the Dodgers and whatnot, and hopefully Tommy Pham can get it together. But uh, yeah, for sure, guys, let's just wash our hands with this one and pretend it never happens. You know, games like this happen. They're bad to happen, but especially against the Pirates, let's just pretend it happened. Um, And now, guys, before we get into the main attraction of today's episode, my chat with Hannah Kaiser, which is really, really good. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking to her. I need to talk to you about Built Bar. Um, nom, 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 nom. Um, they're the best tasting protein bars on the planet, guys. They are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. And what I love about them the most, great variety of flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, banana bread, peanut butter, salt caramel, birthday cake, coconut brownie chunk, which won the, the Built Bar Madness Championship bracket uh, as voted on by everybody else out there. Uh, really great. And, of course, they're protein bars. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and low calories, they're also really great for the keto diet. So, guys, what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, guys, one last quick thing. It's a podcast that I've been featured on a little bit lately. It is the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Like I said before, sometimes yours truly is on there. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, guys, Anna Kaiser! All right, everybody, as promised, as prophesized, I'm being joined by, you know, I said this at the the very first episode for longtime listeners. I really genuinely believe it is a key to life to surround yourself with people who know more than you, who are smarter than you, who are more experienced than you. And I feel like today's guest is, is a good example of that, I'd say. Um, I'm being joined by, uh, from Yahoo Sports and host of The Bandwagon, Hannah Kaiser. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Uh, that was like such a nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> can you introduce me everywhere i go that's amazing thank you so much thanks for having me absolutely hey i'm a, I'm a genuine fan uh, i first discovered i think you via actually technically deadspin with a piece mm-hmm. that wasn't sports related a while ago um that was really serious and i really um liked and then i saw you pop up on the bandwagon video from a retweet that i saw from someone i was like hold on a second and then i looked looked it up and i was like oh my god that's that first that's so that's twitter sometimes and it was the episode on the minnesota twins um, at, um, I think back in 2019 and what was so fun about that, I immediately became a fan because you were anti beach and I am <laughs> extraordinarily anti beach. It is one of my longest running takes. I can't stand it. I go as far to say, I think the summer could be overrated a lot, uh, sometimes, but also just in general, I was a big fan of the show. So I figured I'd have you on to talk about bandwagon stuff and your show in general. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, I've, I, I think that part of my anti-beach stance is really influenced by living in New York City, a city that is an island and has lots of uh, coastline <laughs> and absolutely terrible beaches that will take you like two hours to get two miles <laughs> to the beach and then it won't be worth it. Um, but I am still looking forward to this summer. I, I feel like that's yeah. the very end of summer take <laughs> in April. I'm like, yeah, get me to the beach. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many things I'm absolutely down to go back, back against. Like, 
I don't particularly care for going to bars. I don't like the beach at all. I would, there's so many things I'd rather do than the beach, but if someone like told me, I'd be like, ah, yeah, let me give that thing a shot. And then I might hate it after like 20 minutes, but still, I definitely vibe with that. Yeah, I definitely vibe with that. Um, So what I wanted to ask you about also is we'd been emailing on back and forth for a couple of weeks and the Fernando Tatis Jr. injury happened. And I want to ask you one thing because last year you did bandwagon the Padres and you mentioned hopefully there isn't like a bandwagon curse. I'm wondering, do you think the curse may have carried over? It didn't happen immediately, but the next year. (laughs) Well, I'm concerned about that because in 2019, when we first started the show, we didn't bandwagon the Padres because Fernando Tatis got injured like right before we were Mm -hmm. going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I, like that, that was back when we had access to, to clubhouses and I had talked to Fernando Tatis Jr. for a piece that was his rookie season. So it was just like, Oh, he's coming through New York. He's an interesting guy. Uh, and then pretty shortly thereafter he got injured. And so we were like, you know what? The Padres will be fun next year. We'll get them next year. And we did, <laughs> we bandwagoned them last year and it was great. Um, it was like right after their whole, uh, Slam Diego thing, and I talked to Don Arcillo for a piece about Slam Diego, and we we're like, this is great. It was worth waiting. Glad we didn't bandwagon them in, in 2019. Um, and yeah, now he's hurt again. And I don't feel good about <laughs> I don't feel good about their I don't feel good about their their prognosis, which is not to say I know more about Fernando Tatis Jr.'s shoulder injury than AJ Preller, but I Google this like every day to see if there's been updates because it feels like we should be getting some more updates and we yep. have not. I don't, you, you're the expert here, so maybe maybe there have been some reassuring updates, but it doesn't feel like there have been. It's, it's so he's expected to be activated off the IL pretty soon. He was working out. It's just it's one of those things where I've always been waiting to see. I've, I've always been that. But the Padres are really bad with injuries, man. I mean. You saw the playoffs last year with uh, both Lamette and Clevenger, who I, I, oh my God, Lamette, it was like, they didn't really tell you. They were like, yeah, he's hurt. They did that thing. We're like, yeah, he's hurt. And then they, yeah. they kind of left it at that almost. They, they gave specifics. And then he didn't pitch the postseason. And then Clevenger, they're like, oh yeah, he, he could probably make a return. He comes back, only goes an inning. And they're like, oh, it's, it's only bone chips. He just needs a scope. You know, they got to clean it out. And then he has Tommy John surgery. So I think the worst case scenario here is that the Padres are forcing it. I'm hoping they're not. They just signed him to a 14 year deal and hopefully they realize if there's any long-term danger, just do whatever you have to do now. It, it stinks. But in general, I'm also one of those people. I think the team can still be good. I don't know why there's the excitement, the bandwagon, I guess potential goes down significantly without Tatis, but, and just in terms of a team that can make the playoffs, I absolutely think that they're still, you know, on board, I was still able to do that. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was really, I mean, the one of the, I know you already talked about the no hitter, but it, it stood out to me that the very <laughs> yeah. last play was a, a, a ball hit to shortstop. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Tatis was not there. And it, Hassan Kim made the play. And I was very, everyone I'm sure was very nervous for him, like, oh God, you don't oh, want to yeah. be a guy filling in for Fernando oh, Tatis Jr. And then you also <laughs> blow a no hitter. But oh, he, no. Didn't, he didn't blow it. They got, he mm-hmm. made a routine out uh, for the, for the, final out of the ninth inning and they got Joe Musgrove and the Padres there were no hitter but I thought that was also a real like testament to the way that AJ Preller put the team together mm-hmm. in this past offseason I mean even just uh Joe Musgrove throwing that no hitter I listened to I know that my editor Zach Kreiser was on your podcast and so I listened yes. to his episode <laughs> And I listened to his episode after the no hitter had already been thrown. And he was sort of <laughs> saying, 
you know, it's insane that that the Padres went out and got not one, but two star pitchers and you Darvish and Blake Snell. And then it's uh, the third guy they went out and got yeah. who goes and throws the no hitter. But I think that that the sort of the combo of Joe Musgrove and then Victor Carantini behind the plate because Austin Nola is hurt and then Hassan Kim making that final out is a real strong testament to the fact that, like you're saying, that they they that obviously you want Tatis on the field, but that this is a team that is built to win even if Tatis is on the IL for, for some amount of time, hopefully not too long. But right, I think, I think you know, a no-hitter is obviously a lot of luck and a little bit of magic, but they managed to pull it off with a couple of key guys out and with not one of their sort of marquee acquisitions on the mound. And I think that they also, whatever, they were facing the Rangers, they're facing the, pod, the Pirates next. <laughs> we're yeah. all really excited about the Padres, <laughs> but they haven't faced the Dodgers yet. So. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Just one second, guys. Got to talk to you about betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football has long been over and ended so disappointingly with Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl in a terrible Super Bowl game. But, of course, we've got the NBA still going on. The NHL still going on, and of course, baseball is still going on. And also, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. They're giving you money for not even using money yet. How awesome is that? So uh, remember, guys, to use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's a great point too. Odd, where like, I mean, that's just baseball, right? Not not to right. pull like a like. I love Joe Girardi when he's like, hey, that, that's baseball. You know, I love it when he does that in his press conferences. But, um, you know, that really is what happens here. You get these two star pitches, and Musgrove comes in and is the one. And it's it's such a great story, San Diego kid, right? Right. Like it's just perfect. And like you mentioned with Kim, I was nervous because he's made a couple like little mistakes in the infield and it would be so awful if the replacement, like you said, is the one who makes a mistake, but that didn't happen. And hilariously enough, there wasn't really a, what's, what's the word there? You know how there's always like a defensive play that seems mm-hmm. to happen in these things. There wasn't too many in this game. I was live on uh, this app called locker room for the entire thing. And I usually get off after like 30, 40 minutes, but then I had to stay on because of no hitters. So it was really exciting, and I really do find it amazing that we were emailing. You were like, "Look, and it's it's probably suitable punishment that it's a Tatis list team that we're going to talk <laughs> right. about." And then Friday, that was literally on Friday earlier in the yeah. day, and then the no hitter happened. So I still think there's a lot of, I guess, bandwagon potential for the Padres um, in their own way, even if it's uh, a team that's got this cloud of the the Tatis injury over it. Um, now I want to also talk to you about the show really quickly, which I think is awesome. It's one of my favorite pieces of baseball content out there when I first discovered it. Um, you guys changed the format a little bit for this yeah, season. Yeah, we're doing something different this year because we're yeah. in our third year and we realized that we've kind of talked about every team. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, should we just go back and do the same teams again? In a weird way, the short season helped us out last year because otherwise we would have run out of teams mid-season. <laughs> yeah. I think we still haven't fanwagged a couple of them. I don't think we've talked about the Pirates. Who Yankees. else we talk about? The, the Yankees were the very first team. Talk about they the were? Yankees. Okay, then I they missed the that. first one. team way back in 2019. They were like our pilot episode. Um, but we're changing it up this year. We're going to do, we're keeping the same sort of three segment format. And 
Um, the middle section, fan, not a fan, will be the same. But for the lead segment, we're we're changing up and we're doing sort of deep dive topics. I'm excited. I feel like I could probably spoil the one we're doing next because it'll 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 lock me in and I'll have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're we're for instance, so this upcoming episode, which will be taped next week, because we're doing them every other week now because. Uh, I have a lot of baseball writing that I have to do in between. Um, but the next gotcha. one will be a deep dive on the two-way players. So we're, we're taking Ooh. Shohei Otani's example yes. and looking into um, sort of, essentially the question that we're looking into is, is Shohei Otani the only man in the world who can do this successfully <laughs> ever since, ba- since Babe Ruth? Or is this something that, that teams could replicate? Um, which, of course, is interesting because the Padres have – Jake Cronenworth, who yep, was sort you. of a two-way player. Look at that. I brought it back to you. <laughs> um, and I think he also made a really good defensive play in that no-hitter. He had the closest mm-hmm. to the web gem yeah. uh, of the game. And I, like, in that in that postseason last year when Denelson Lamette and Mike Clevenger both got hurt and, and it felt like that was going to be sort of a disappointing end to the Padres season, and it was. But I was sort of hoping that we would get a – a Jake Cronenworth start, but we didn't. They didn't. They because yeah. because it's tough. You really two way yeah. two way thing is tough, man. It's not just like hey, he did this in college or even did this in the low minor leagues. Let's throw him on the mound in a postseason game against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I think that look the Otani thing, and I actually think this is a pretty great week of just cool stories in baseball, baseball related off field stuff. Unfortunately, I feel like baseball is still plenty filled with its own bad stuff. I mean, even semi off field like the Nick Castellanos thing being suspended for two games for flexing or whatever uh, which may or may not get brought up in the future of uh, this show I might bring up something with that but um, the 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 Otani thing I think there are two players that scare me in this league and that's Juan Soto and that's Shohei Otani Juan Soto it's just every metric it's just disturbing I don't know how you're getting on base at a 490 clip that doesn't make any sense to me and the Otani thing, like I just mentioned, it was a good week. I saw the home run live. It was the first pitch. I jumped up and down. My mom was like, what is yeah. wrong with you? Like, you okay? It's like the Angels. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> My mom's really mean about any team outside of the like metropolitan area. Um, and that happens. And it was so – it just speaks volumes to, I think, interesting stories that are possible in baseball. And I think mm-hmm. Otani is one of those. And like you said, with Cronenworth, who just slaps the ball over the field. And what's so fun about the Padres is I think – Every team before they have their, again, bandwagon type of hype or momentum, they always have, like I feel like, one random sort of guy. And Cronenworth has kind of been that for our team. And so I'm really looking forward to that episode. And I love the first one. The first one was a great idea. I immediately laughed when I saw it because I was like, oh, my, what the heck? I can't wait to see what this is, what this is going to be on. Uh, it's a great show um, that I enjoy listening to. I'm going to link it in the description for everybody, both the Padres episode and the first episode of this season that you guys should Pod- definitely check out. Padres episode from last year is one of my favorites. When we have to send people examples, I, I always send them the Padres because it was so much fun. And because it felt really, I mean, it got, it, it felt really like zeitgeisty. Like it felt like the perfect way to talk about what was happening in baseball was to talk about the fact that everyone was suddenly so excited about the Padres. And man, <laughs> they went from being like, no one was talking about them. Oh my God. Being like, by this year, it feels like it's like, oh, they don't, they don't win the World Series. It's all been for naught. And I, I yeah. worry about you, Padres fans. I just want you to know that sometimes <laughs> you can get disappointed for year after year after year. It could be a long road, and you should be happy to have such a fun team to watch and such a fun broadcast team to watch them with. It's been, 
and such beautiful weather to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And look, like I get crap sometimes as being someone from Jersey and I haven't followed the team quite as much as other people, but I do relate some way. I like the Chargers for football. So they are always, they, they do the disappointment factor. I get that. But if my, if I have advice for Padres fans, it'd be like, Hey man, your best players used to be like Derek Norris and Seth Smith once upon a time. So I guess remember where you kind of started from. Growth is cool, I think, in a lot of ways. Growth is the best you can. I mean, this is, I think that's going to be such an important part of this baseball season with the Dodgers having finally broken through is just this idea of like only one team can win every year. So you do have to find some, not to be too sentimental about it, you got to find some joy in the process, <laughs> the journey. You got to enjoy the journey. And I think like, the Southern California fans are maybe the most like it's lucky we're lucky that you guys are all stereotypically laid back I hope because <laughs> like between the Padres fan base and the Dodgers fan base I'm like you know only one of you can be happy so I hope that you all are enjoying the journey because it's they're great teams and like the rivalry is going to be fun for a long time and you know the Dodgers I hope I hope those fans can handle it if they like regress to I don't know getting eliminated in the NLCS or something <laughs> oh I would love that I don't care if they can handle it or not <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> and cut guys this is it for part one of my chat with Hannah Kaiser and now before we talk about what to expect for the future of this podcast let me quickly mention to you guys be a waiver wire winner with the locked on fantasy baseball podcast it's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. That's right, two decades of experience. God knows what he's talking about. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball uh, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. In terms of the future of this podcast, guys, tomorrow I'll be posting the 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 last part of my chat with Hannah, which was a lot of fun. We were doing a I asked her a bunch of would you rather questions pertaining to people like Amir Garrett and kind of. I don't know. I thought they were uh, fun questions. And there's a Padre-centric question in there. But in general, I thought it was really fun. And we go deep on a couple movie-related things. Uh, and it's really great. Uh, Hannah's a blast to talk to. So look forward to that. And, of course, I'll be recapping Joe Musgrove's return to Pittsburgh. Uh, start at the beginning of tomorrow's episode. And for the future of this podcast, also, uh, this week... Definitely excited to preview this Dodgers series. It's going to be nuts. Uh, starting on Friday, we'll see if we get any updates on some of the other things. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. is expected to be back. He was fielding and uh, doing some fielding work um, and batting work uh, over the past couple days, and it sounds like he's going to be back for the Dodgers series, so that should be interesting. Am I nervous? Yep, absolutely. I'm absolutely nervous about this. Uh, but nonetheless, it is still kind of exciting in its own way and definitely going to have a lot to talk about. So, yeah. And also, last thing, on Thursday for the 12.35 p.m. Eastern Time game, uh, I will be going live on Locker Room to uh, with... Nobody, maybe. I don't know who will be on and join me. But uh, if you guys want to hop on there, maybe send me some questions while you're on there and just talk Padres baseball as we watch the beginning of that game. I'd absolutely love to do that. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Remember to follow me on Locker Room at Javier Reyes. That's J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S on there. Definitely do that if you'd like. It's always a lot of fun on Locker Room. Uh, but with that all being said, guys, though, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from stitcher spotify apple podcast google podcast himalaya the overcast app wherever you get your podcast it's on there and also while you're at it if you're on apple podcast send me some five-star reviews that would uh that would fill my heart with joy 
I guess you could say, guys. Remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter at LO underscore Padres and at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.